Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Glory Room. I'm Prophetess Lou. I hope you all are having a blessed day. Let's get started with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for life, health, and strength. Thank you for loving us and taking care of us and always being there, Father God, always providing for us and always making sure that we're uh, content and making sure we're filled with joy. Father God, we ask you to forgive us of our sins. Father God, we thank you. We ask you to bless the ones that are reading it and bless the ones that are hearing it. Father God, we just thank you and we bless your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so key verse today, 2 Corinthians 9 and 8. And God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Subject, blessing overflow. Affirmations, I'm going to say it and pause behind each one to give you opportunity to say it if you like. I'm waiting on God. I'm releasing so that I may receive. I'm a child of God. I am his. Thoughts releasing to catch. We sometimes worry about what will happen to our possessions or how to get more, or how to provide for ourselves or our family. And sometimes it makes us so upset that we become depressed. But the Holy Spirit wants us to know today that we don't have to worry, that we don't have to be depressed and worried about whether our needs will be provided for, that he would take care of us. We hear stories or read of stories about how God created provision for the Israelites. It tells us in the Bible this, for 40 years I led you through the wilderness, yet your clothes and sandals do not wear out. Deuteronomy 29 and 5. For 40 years they never wore, they, they never wore, were without. They didn't have to want for anything. And even though they complained and they said they didn't have exactly what they wanted, but God provided for them with what they needed. They still didn't see that they got that and more. Sometimes we have been in such a beat down mindset that we don't see the good. We refuse to see the good that's in front of us. We have to realize that God gives us what we need and he makes sure we are filled with joy. Happiness is temporarily filling, but joy is something only God can give us when we obey him and accept what he's given us. We never see what God wants to do, nor anyone else. Why? Because we assume everyone is trying to take, and that's not what God's intentions are. His intentions are are always good. His intentions for our life is always meant to help us, not stop us. But because we always do only, because we always do only half of what he asks, or we only hear half of what he said, his provision is always short because of what we do. Psalms 84 and 11, for the Lord God is a, is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. The Bible verse says that he has favor and honor. What does bestow means? It means award to, present to. The Lord awards favor and honor, and he does it without holding anything. Anything for not right. When we walk in the light of God, we are reading our word, meditating, being compassionate to our fellow man, and seeking him. He will give us everything, nothing short of what he feels we deserve. But we must walk in him. See, some of us only read half of that. And we want to complain about what God isn't doing. But we don't see that we have left out the right part. We have left out the part that access the rest of the doing good things. We must slow down and read the word of God and ask the Holy Spirit to give us understanding. Matthew 6 and 31 through 32 says, Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. 
it tells us here that we don't have to worry about anything because God would give us exactly what we need. Seeing others with everything sometimes makes us feel insecure or it makes us feel that we are less, but we aren't. Sometimes it's not our season. Sometimes God is waiting for us to make the mind and heart connection. Sometimes God is waiting for us to release so he can pour. That's why we must go to God and pray and ask, why haven't we received? Why are we without? And he will let us know. We, he will show us, but God will always take care of us if we submit our lives to him and pick up our cross. Today, the world's always looking at what they lack. And they always look at their, their closed hand because the world isn't ready to let go to receive. They aren't willing to search and seek God, but they seek him for things that not of his presence. The presence of God is waiting to rest heavy in our lives, but we must be willing to accept what he wants to do in our lives. Are you ready to release, to, to receive? In baseball, the catcher must catch the ball, but as long as he is holding a ball, he can't catch another. The Holy Spirit is ready for us to let go of the things of this life to catch the supernatural miracle he has in store for us. Start releasing prayer. Heavenly Father, we ask you today to be with us. We ask you to... to we ask you for the things you've given us. We, th we thank you for the things you've given us. We thank you for never leaving us nor forsaking us. Lord, rely on you and we believe in your word. Lord, help us to release the old to get the outpour of the new. Lord, we surrender to you. Be please help us, excuse me, to remain you. Lord, we thank you for your love. We, we ask you for mercy as we walk through our, our day. Lord, we ask you for more of your presence. Lord, today you're your word says that you will take care of us. We are depending on you. We are needing you. We give you everything. We ask as we do this that you see our heart and you see how much we need you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So the topic today is releasing to catch. I'll give everyone a few more minutes to get there, a few seconds to get your Bibles. Okay. Um. I think I have, okay, I see what happened here. I put my thoughts in the wrong spot. I'm sorry. So the title today is, <laughs> the Holy Spirit has told me two titles. And so I was picking one and then I just thought that I'm going to go with Blessing Overflow. That's what we're going to go with, blessing overflow. Sorry. The only reason why I laughed because I was talking to him about which uh, title um, to go with. And um, he left it up to me to pick. And I like it, the releasing the catch, because I feel like and this is what he showed me. He showed me us having our hands full. And our hands are full with the things of this world. And when we have our hands filled with the things of this world, how could he ever bless us if we're holding on to the things of this world and we're not ready to release it? So how can he pour into us, give us blessings, give us this, give us things that we should have and things we need if we're still holding on to things that we don't need? So that's why I thought the title releasing catch. But then I thought of the title, well, he gave me the title blessing overflow because 
if we release what we're holding, the blessings will flow. But we have to really re release what we're holding. So that's why I laugh because um, I had put both of them down on here and um, I read it once. I read it again <laughs> on both titles, actually. <laughs> but OK, so to the lesson. God is ready to bless us. He is ready to bless some of us, but some of us aren't ready to be blessed because we haven't made that decision to let go. We haven't made that decision to let go of the bitterness, let go of the jealousy. We haven't made that decision to say, I want more of him because we're still holding on to the things of this world. We think the things of this world is going to gratify us. We think the thing, if we let go of the things of this world, how am I going to be able to provide? If I don't, if I don't do this, I don't do that. How am I going to have? And you can have the things that you want and need. But you need to put God first. The, the thing is about the Israelites, if you've seen here, and we talked about it, that they complained most of the time. They complained so much, but they didn't see what he was doing. They didn't see what he's, what he, what he's doing in their life. He made sure none of their clothes rotted. He made sure they, they, they clothes didn't rot. Their shoes was fine. They walked in sandals. Sandals. My sister walked in uh, the mall the other week in sandals and, and not sandals, flip-flops actually, which I know those are two different things, but just gives you a, a kind of example. And she walked from one side of the mall to the other side of the mall. She said when she got out of there, her feet hurt. Can you believe that their feet never hurt? Can you believe that their feet never swelled? And that was back then when the fabric was in the, the cloth and the things that made the sandals were nothing. It was thin. Do, do you see what I'm saying? When today we have better sandals, we have better stuff. And my, my sister were name brand sandals. So you would think that her feet will be okay, but I know someone's gonna say, well, she should have shoes on, but no, no, no. We're not looking at that. We're looking at these people walked in the desert in sand, in sandals. Feet never swell. That is a provision. See, we are so busy looking at God having blessed me with a car, God having blessed me with a home. But we don't look at the small blessings. And I only like calling them small blessings, but I'm just doing this as an example. We don't look at the small blessings. We don't look at how we could have got hit, but we didn't get hit. We could have lost our job during this time, but we didn't. Or how we stayed on unemployment for three and four months when some people had to go back to work earlier. You see what I'm saying? We don't look at the smaller things. We, 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 we look at such big things. We look at, oh, I, I'm not riding in a nice car, so God must don't like me. Oh, God have to like them more. He blessed them with $5 million. The only thing I got on my scratch off was $10. No. And we're not going to talk about the lottery. We're not going to talk about that. That's not what we're talking about. And just use it as an example. We look at the small things. We don't look at the small things. We look at, we, we look at the big things. We, we look at the absence of not having what what I need is what I need is what I need. But did you look at that? Maybe he gave you what you what you need instead of what you want. I mean, this is what I meant. I'm sorry. We always say what I want, what I want, what I want, what I want, what I want. But we never look at that. He gives us what we need. He, we never look at the provision of what he gives us is what we need.
That's why Paul tells us to be content. Be content of what he gives you. But our hands are so closed off that we don't want to accept nothing less than what we want. And not looking at what he's saying. This is what you need. You don't need that. See, I think I've told this story before. When I went and got my car, it's just a Corolla. And I, I love it. And I remember I told God, I said, I was praying. I was, I've been praying on some months. I said, God, when I go, I want a Tundra. I want it lifted because they had the Tundras that were lifted. And I wanted this color, that color, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I know he's going to give it to me. I'm faithful. I'm this. I'm that. He loves me. He's going to give it to me. So I woke up. I think it was two days before. I went to the prayer closet. And I went to praying on what I wanted. I wrote it down. I prayed over the envelope. And I got ready to get up. And I heard him say, no, you're going to get a Corolla. I said, Corolla? He said, you're going to get a Corolla. I said, but I wanted a Tundra. He said, but I want you to ride in a Corolla. See, he gave me what I need. What I wanted was a Tundra, but he gave me what I needed. And so imagine if I went to that car lot and I said, okay, give me a Tundra. And the guy said, okay, let's ride it up. How much, you know, blah, blah, blah. What can you do? Blah, blah, blah. Just that third. Okay. I get that Tundra. I get on the road. I hit somebody. I get in a tundra, I get in a car accident. And I'm like, God, why did this happen to me? Why, why, why did this happen to me? I'm not understanding. And he's going to say, well, I told you to get a Corolla. Why, why did you get the tundra? Because it's what I wanted. Yeah, you could get what you wanted, but what did I tell you to do? See, his provision is for what he knows we need it's not what he thinks we need he knows we need see he even had them to go hungry a little while because he wanted to humble them and when he gave them what they 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 needed to eat they still complained we have to stop complaining about things that he's given us we have to start being content with what's going on in our life and we have to stop getting so depressed because we don't get what we want. Because I'm going to tell you this much. It's a lot of things in life that I want and he tells me no and I say okay. But we can be disobedient because we have free will. We can do what we want. But I'm telling you this much. When you get what you want and not what you need, it's going to be a very long, hard ride. And it's not going to add up. And it's not going to be joy-filled. You're only going to be happy temporarily. You're not going to be filled with joy because you went against God. We have to start being obedient. We have to start reading our word. We have to start praying over things that we say we want. We have to understand that his will is not going to look like our will. And his will is not going to feel great all the time. But it's what we should have. But he's waiting for some of us to let go of our plans so he can tell us our plans. That's why sometimes some of us don't even hear him speak because we're so stubborn and stiff-necked that he's like, I can't say nothing to her because she's not going to listen. Because she's doing all this talking, she's not quiet. She's always in a place where she can't hear me. She doesn't give me time to talk to her. We must give God time to talk to us so we can understand his will for our lives. Let's look at some Bible verses. 
first Bible verse, we're not going to pick up the NLT right now for this one. It says, Song of David, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Everyone should know this is Psalms 23. Psalms 23 and 1. When we follow God, he becomes our shepherd. He becomes our God. He becomes our refuge. He's our comforter. Do you understand? When this verse says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. When, when a sheep follows a shepherd, they don't have to worry about food. They don't have to worry about this. They don't have to worry about nothing because that shepherd's going to make sure they're in good in a good area to eat. That shepherd's going to make sure that they under something so they won't uh, maybe get rained on. Uh, uh, the shepherd's going to make sure they, they're they're protected from foxes or, or lions and tigers that wants to come eat them. He, he's going to make sure that they're fine. So they're they not going to want for anything. That's what he's saying to us in that first part of that, that, that chapter. And a lot of times we run over it. You can ask someone, you know, what Psalms 23? Lord, my shepherd, shall I want? You ask them, okay, okay well, do you know what that means? They're, they don't. Because they're so quick to read over it. The Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. He's telling us now that we are his sheep. He even says in the verse, we are his sheep in his pastures. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. We are his sheep. He's our shepherd. When we truly rely on God, we don't have to worry. We don't have to want. But we have to make those steps into saying that I fully depend on, on you. I trust in the provision that you give me. That whether it's big or small, I trust in it. I trust that what you're doing in my life, I trust in it. And it might not look like what you want it to look like. It might not feel like the way you want it to feel like. I hear some people say, well, this is not how I thought my life was going to go. But here we are. Yeah, <laughs> I can guarantee it. A lot of people feel like that. But let me tell you this much. In my life, I have went the total opposite of what God had planned for my life. That's me in the world and out of the world. Me following him. I could be transparent that I've had moments in my life. And I'll say, oh, no, I'm going to do it my way. And let me tell you this much. That was in my babe years. Now me being mature, eating steak and potatoes and going through some things, I won't try that. Because doing the opposite of what God tell you. It's a long road. It's a long, hard road. It's not one you want to do. If you're a babe in Christ, the best advice I can give you is to be obedient and to grab your word and cling to God. Cling to him and wake up every morning, go to the mountain, pray, be quiet, listen to him as he speaks and tell you his provisions for your life. If you don't understand the provisions he has for you, ask him. Father, I'm not understanding. Why can't I do this? Oh, I'm not understanding what, what you want me to do. He wants us to engage with him. So take that time to engage with him. Take that time to ask him humbly what he wants of you. We're going to grab our Bible. Go to Genesis 9 and 3. Go to Genesis 9 and 3. So Genesis is the first part of the um, book of the Bible. Just in case anyone was wondering, if you have your Bibles and you're following along, Genesis 9 and 3. Okay, so Genesis 9 and 3 says, I have given them to you for food. 
just as I giving you grain and vegetables. Genesis 9 and 3 in NIV says, Every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. And as I gave you the green plants, I give you everything. He's saying here that I gave you everything. I will give you everything. When, when God made the world, he was his intention was, was to worship and commune with him all day. He took care of everything, every veggie, every, every, every livestock, whatever it was in the garden that, that was available, strawberries. I'm not going to list them all. It's, it's going to take too much time. But whatever was in the garden, he told them to eat. He said, I give it to you. Eat. I give you everything. And that's even a snail. He's saying, I can give you everything. I can give you the fruits of the land. I can bless you continuously, but you must follow me. And it doesn't say that right there, but it says every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. And as I give you the green plants, I give you everything. I give you everything. He's saying that to us today. I will give you everything. But only thing he's looking for is obedience. He's looking for us to, to make a sacrifice. He's looking for us to be people that want to cling to him and not cling to him just because we need something. He's trying to give us everything. But some of us are saying, no, I don't want everything. I just want that. But he's saying, I don't want you to have that, but you can have this, but not that. We have to learn that the things of this life is temporarily. That that's everything in this life is temporarily. But the love of God is eternal. I'd rather have God's love over the things of this world. But we have to learn to make a sacrifice. We have to learn to be obedient. Let's look at Philippians 4, 11 through 12. We got time. So if you have your Bibles, please go to Philippians 4, 11 through 13. My Bible wants to stick. It would stick. I mean, okay. Now that I was ever in need, for I've learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live almost nothing or with everything. I've learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it's with a full stomach or empty, with plenty of, uh, plenty or little. And I mean, now that I'm speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to be abound. And in any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance, and need. Paul was telling us here that I know I have learned to be content in whatever. I have, been, I have learned how to be content with whatever God gave me. I know how to live on almost nothing. He's saying whether I had a lot, whether I had a little, and I had both, it doesn't matter to me. I'm content with whatever he gives me. He said, I've learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it's with a full stomach or, or in plenty or plenty or little. Let's go to let's go to verse 13. He says, For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Number 14, even so you have done well to share with me in this 
present difficulty. He's saying that no matter what he went through, whether it's enough, a little bit, or a lot, he did it all because he has strength from God. He can do all things through Christ who strengthens in him. That's why every day we must pray for his strength. That's why every day we must submit to him. That's why every day we must pray for a renewed mind. Because when we have a renewed mind, we look at things different. When we have his strength, we can do anything. And when we're walking in the light and we ask for his strength, it's nothing we can't do because he's beside us. It's nothing that, it's, it's things that we'll start just not needing. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Because the only thing you care about is clinging to God. Only thing you care about is obeying God. Only thing you care about is being content with every situation that he put us through. Some of us are going through because we won't release. Some of us are going through because we are so fixated on what we don't have that we don't see what we do have. So today, if, if you're not content, Today, if you want blessing overflowing, let go of the things of this world. Let go of the things that you feel like is important because they're not. Ask God, what am I holding on to that you're trying to get me to release? And he will tell you. I pray you all have a blessed night. Remember, Jesus loves you and I love you too. Okay, good night.